0: A Podcast
1: One production. Hi, this is Charles Fairley. Welcome back to Unsung Business Heroes, where we talk to small business about big ideas. The person we're hearing from today is Tony Burns from HPA in Darwin. HPA used to stand for Handicapped Persons Association, But now Tony turned that around to make it a lot more human and a lot more meaningful to be called helping people achieve. And that's what Tony does. It's a not-for-profit that employs 100 staff, 68 of whom are disabled in some way. What I really admire about Tony is how much he's engaged with the community and what he's taken from that and given back to the community, especially when there's people involved that are often ignored by the workforce, like people with disabilities. So here's Tony. Have a listen to his story. There are some real gems here, I'm sure you're going to love it.
0: I've run an amazing company called HPA, Helping People Achieve. So it's uh, an amazing organisation that's been going since 1963. It was started by Harold and Peg Garner. They had a dream and uh, they wanted to help their son that had a disability and unfortunately there was nothing for them. Right. And so I took over as CEO it's been going since 1963 and uh, yeah it's um, an amazing journey so I'm enjoying everything and it's been a fun ride.
1: Part of that winning culture, I guess, is instilled in you as your sporting achievements. What can you tell us about that?
0: Yeah, so I, um, growing up on the Sunshine Coast, I played a lot of sport, you know, soccer and tennis and long distance running. I decided that um, when I was 15, that I was going to go and give tennis a, a, a shot. And I decided that it was my goal. Yeah, I was number one in Australia in, in juniors. Really, um, yeah. fantastic. And then I had a choice um, after I finished grade 12, I, I got a scholarship to America. And uh, I had to make a choice, either I go to university or I go play professionally. And I made the choice to go professionally because I I felt statistically coming out of the college um, programs, only less than 1% made it professionally. So I said to myself, well, if I don't give it my best shot, I'll regret it. So um, my parents gave me uh, the equivalent to uh, two years university degree and that sort of funded me to go on the circuit and, and I played for three and a half years and got up there and beat Pat Cash and yeah it was a, it was a good, good time. You beat Pat Cash? Beat Pat Cash yeah it was uh, on the 27th of the 2nd 1997 I played him in an exhibition tournament at High Regency on, on Coolum on the Sunshine Coast. Wow. And uh, it was a funny story so my coach called me up and said Tony you've got to get across here Pat wants to play with you. Wow. Because he needed someone to play with. Yep. And so I came across I was three love up and I lost 6-3. I went home, I cried, I thought that's my big opportunity. Mm. I got a phone call the next day saying, hey, Pat wants to play again. Ah. So my dad came across with a video camera and um, I beat him 6'4. Oh, cool. And he got really upset and he smashed his racket. Uh-huh. I said to Pat, can I have your racket? And um, yeah, he kept his headband and um, two weeks later he officially retired in the Sydney Morning Herald. Wow. So. Uh, I put Pat into retirement. That's <laughs> right. Fantastic. <Yeah. laughs> Good but, idea. Yeah, but it's, uh, it was pretty cool. But no regrets about going down the tennis path that you chose? That Not at all. You know, um, The learnings that I had, you know, travelling to 27 countries around the world and, and being in countries I couldn't speak the language and, you know, having that risk of, you know, Traveling and, and trying to raise money and door knock and do raffles to try and raise money to get overseas and sure. f- follow your dream. Um, a lot of a lot of um, metaphors for sport and business aren't there. So persistence, resilience, absolutely discipline, focus. Yeah, yep. you know uh, all that has led led to helping me achieve what I've done in my business, my business sacrament. Um and you know the learnings that I learned from that and the and the hard failures and, and not successes has. You know, living out of your suitcase and living off credit card and, and coming back at Christmas time, not having um, enough money to, to pay for Christmas presents, it's, it's sometimes tough. Absolutely. Yeah, so all these learnings have helped me. Uh, I'm a big believer, Charles, that, you know, everything happens in life for a reason. It's your attitude of how you react to that reason. Yep. And I think if you can turn it into a positive, then you can move into a more um, a stronger position to, to go forward. Yeah, and I'm sure your parents will be very proud of you. Yeah, look, it goes both ways. They're they're my inspiration and I think, you know, um, even today before coming to this interview, you know, my parents were both very excited for me and, uh, you know, to to follow my dream and what we're doing and, yeah, I'm sure they are very proud. What's the biggest influence from your parents, Tony, and why do you think that is? I think the biggest influence was two major things. One, you know, my parents really instilled in me the message of giving back and being a really great person. You know, so from that value, I I really respected my parents, especially my mother. Just, you know, she's the most incredible as human being. She's an amazing nurse. Um, She was Nurse of the Year a couple of years ago. And just, you know, the influence on how she was as a person and teaching me and my brother as a young child growing up, you know, they were great values. Um, And my father, you know, about, you know, dreaming big and and anything's possible. If you dream it, you can achieve it. And uh, I think that philosophy of... Determination and aiming for something that you really want to do in life. If you want to do it, you can do it. And why do you think that's
1: now a passion of yours? Is it from your dad, or is it your dad trying to guide you in that direction, or a
0: combination of things? Trying I th- to reward your dad, maybe. I, I think, yeah, absolutely. I think in some ways, I, I like to make sure that I'm inspiring my parents that you know, and they're proud of both my brother and myself. You know, they're proud of what we've been able to achieve, both my brother and myself. And I think about that, and I'm sure they. Uh, it makes me happy. Tell us more about Wayne, and your brother. Yeah, so uh, I was um, born in 1977. Uh, back then they didn't have any ultrasound and came out at 4.45 in the morning and uh, doctors are packing up and next minute Wayne's about to pop out of 2. So mum didn't realise, or no one realised that I was having a brother at the same time. Mm. Um, we're both on life support and unfortunately uh, Wayne passed away after 24 hours. Really? Yeah. That's tragic, isn't it? Mm.
1: So oh, you're, I guess, very mindful of that in terms of making your parents proud and trying to yeah. achieve for two people in the one body maybe, do you think? Uh, yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. I think, you know, people. when the people meet me, you know, they, they go, you know, where do you get all your energy and excitement from? And and I, I I know that Wayne's inside me, you know, and I know that, you know, uh, he's he, he helps me along my journey and I think in some aspect too I look back and I think, you know, the, the heartache that my parents had with losing Wayne uh, and then my sister as well, yeah. um, has been pretty tough. But at the same time, um, I think we've been great influencers to to make sure that um, you know their spirits uh, lived on. You talked about your loss on the tennis
1: circuit. What's the biggest lesson you've learned from that? But also, the loss that you've had through your your sibling, your brother, and your sister. Yeah. What have you? What's your major learnings from that experience?
0: Look, I think uh, you know one of the biggest things is that life doesn't always work out the way that you want it. And, uh, you know, on the tennis circuit, you know, um, I dreamed big and, I, you know, I, I really wanted to be number one in the world tennis. And, you know, the failures and the loss that I had constantly on a daily basis, weekly basis, not winning matches, not winning and not achieving, was really something that I had to learn quickly that it doesn't always work out the way you want it. And so the biggest influence I had from that and the learnings was that if you have that dream and that goal... Keep fighting, keep pushing. Have realistic sort of opportunities to achieve what you want to achieve, but then at a point, sometimes things don't work out the way you want it, and then you can head on to something else. But use that motivation and that inspiration to then move on to another train track, which then can be more uh, be the right tra- the right train track, I guess. Yeah, and it's
1: often just how you frame things, isn't it? I mean, earlier we talked about being nervous doing a video interview, but you put it in terms of being excited. Yeah. So it's just a different way of approaching it.
0: Yeah, you know, and losing Wayne and and Nicole, you know, I think one of the influences in that is that it's how you react to really heartache and and circumstances in life, you know, and if you can turn it into a positive, um, no matter what bad situations happen, then you're giving your best um, opportunity to have greater results and at the same time you can learn and influence other people on a greater level. Absolutely,
1: and you had some fantastic results with the Telstra Business Awards. Tell us a little bit about
0: that. Yeah, so it was incredible. They created a, a category which was not for profit or, or charity section, and we were nominated again. And uh, you know, we um, we made history. We're the first company in Australia to um, to win the charity section but then also the first company in Australia to win the overall business of the year.
1: Fantastic. Um, you know,
0: and I went to sort of see that impact pretty quickly since I took over as CEO um, was Incredible. pretty special. Yeah, um,
1: fantastic. Congratulations on that. Yeah, thank it's, you. It is very special. Very proud. And part of that transition that you instilled when you first got the, the role of CEO was to change the acronym of the name
0: of the business, right? Yeah. Can you explain a bit about that? So the company, as I said before, um, started back in 1963. It was called uh, Handicapped Persons Association. Um, And through the 54 years of operation, it it had the ups and downs um, of the life journey of HPA. And uh, when I took over, I was really surprised how a company could be going for 50 years and not be connected with the community on a greater level. And so when I had the dream, I guess when my dream came true of becoming CEO, I wanted to make impact pretty quickly, so in my first two weeks, I over a half a glass of red wine, I I wrote "Helping People Achieve" on a napkin,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I knew that was it. Fantastic! And uh, you know to see that transformation, um, and we know brands and, and and you know are really important. How you can create brands quickly, but also impact on a greater level. Um, you know, so I saw that as I knew it was a great thing, but I could never influence the way that it's unfolded. Um, has been a really great journey.
1: Sure, and give us a quick pitch about what HPA can do for clients and what ha- what they actually do.
0: Yeah, so our company is made up of 100 staff um, and 68 are with a physical and intellectual challenge. So we're the only organisation of its kind that inspires and empowers people with physical and intellectual challenges. So um, we've got three arms of a business, Kokoda Industries which is your woodwork, metalwork, fabrication, Pallets crates furniture. Mm-hmm. Oz Designs has got um, screen printing. There's confidential paper shredding, and then we've got also an accommodation uh, accommodation arm of our business. So um, you know, independent living. So it's all about inspiring people and giving them a purpose yep. um, that who currently you know throughout society get categorised. Sure. So for us, it's been really important to. Destigmatise that word disability, focus on achievement and really give people an opportunity to fulfill their dreams. And it's so clever how you changed the HPA to do that so
1: succinctly, it was very smart, I love yeah, it. Yeah,
0: you know, um, I guess Charles I look back at it and, and people say that's, that's been amazing and, and it has but I really think that it came from a place of real purpose and you know writing on the napkin and, and just one of those epiphany moments that you know you felt that was the right thing going forward Um, to see it unfold the way it has. Um, It's been an incredible journey for the company, but also myself personally.
1: So, Tony, the stigma of a disability, you must see a whole myriad of impacts on all those 100 staff in various different levels. Yes. What do you
0: see and what do you learn from that? Well, you know, for my, my, my passion, Charles, which has been for many, many years, is that there shouldn't be a stigma for the word disability. I actually don't like the word disability. So, for me, it was about impacting positive change. You know, um, I've got some of the most determined, hard-working employees that get on buses at 5 o'clock in the morning that catch three buses to get the work on time. You know, I've got staff members that hurt their finger and couldn't go to work the next day and are crying because they can't come to work. And people ask me, where do you get that from? How can you transform that business in that short period of time? And it's two things it's a passion sure. and a purpose. And I think everyone in life really wants that. And I believe that, you know, creating what we've been able to create in that short period of time to give people a real purpose to come to work, they're not categorized with the word disability, they're categorized on achievement. And so they're working for an amazing company. They're fulfilling their life with making a contribution to society and in return, they're proud of what they're doing. And I think from that, it's, um, it's making an impact not only in our business but for the wider society.
1: Yeah, and obviously yeah. they have a great leader in yourself to be able
0: to generate and, and pull out those, those changes like that. It was fantastic. Yeah, thank you. It's, you know, I, I come from a real place of purpose, Charles, you know, and I think if you come from a place of purpose, then only great things can come. And it's a domino effect, you know, and to see what's happened and see the family faces and the Christmas parties and the families coming up and saying thank you for doing what you're doing for my son or, son or daughter. And then also people in the street stopping me and seeing my logo and saying thanks so much for making me feel good. You know, they're, they're, they're real powerful things that money cannot buy. Um, and you know you're doing something really good and uh, that excites me where it's headed.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So are you going
0: to remain in Down? Is there opportunities for expansion? What's the plan? Yeah, you know, we've, we've got huge, huge, um, we're in the process now of doing a five-year business plan and so we've got some really exciting um, opportunities to, to leverage, to think about how we can continue to make a, a bigger impact. Last year, for example, we won a, a contract with the Chamber of Commerce we had to send a pack of our indigenous products, which is for conference bags, across to Paris, and we won this massive contract. Now, it was a thousand CEOs down in Canberra that had our product, so you just never know where things like that can lead. Yeah, um,
1: that's a great opportunity to spread the word.
0: Yeah, you know, and uh, wow. and like I said, I think we're um, we're impacting people not only for our business up in the territory, but. Um, globally, you know, it's, 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 it needs to be told on a bigger level and uh, for a long time the disability sector has been put in the corner and so I feel that we've got a great platform to inspire and empower on a bigger level which um, I think will be transformal um, going forward. So where does that great drive and purpose come from Tony? I think it's, you know, when I was, when I was growing up Charles I watched Rocky 3 and all these real-life movies and Field of Dreams and, you know, you know, just movies that really impacted me. Rudy, you know, and I think the passion and the purpose of, you know, coming from something that's really raw inside yourself and understanding who you are as a person. And I think there's not many businesses or people out there that really truly know why they do what they do on a daily basis. And I believe that I found my why, and then if you know what your why is and you know what your purpose is, you can make great things. Absolutely. On the 17th to 7th, 95, I watched a movie called Rudy. Now, a mate of mine came back from the States and gave me this movie, and he knew I loved Rocky stories and so forth, and I watched it on uh, a VHS video at 2 o'clock in the morning, and it was just one of those epiphany moments that I woke up, and I I watched it and went in my parents' bedroom and woke my parents up, and I said, I'm going to meet this guy one day. And uh, three and a half years later, you know, it could be almost a movie in itself, Um, You know, I tracked the real guy down and had lunch in Las Vegas, so, but I need to tell this part of it. So, you know, it's all about moments in life. So I'm on the tennis circuit, I wanted to meet Rudy one day. So two years later I'm travelling overseas, playing in different countries. That dream has always been part of it to somehow make it happen. I'm over in Germany, in Munich airport, crying on the phone to my parents saying, I've had enough, I'm, I'm coming home. I wasn't winning many tennis matches and it was, it was pretty tough. My mum said to me, you never quit anything in life, so go to America and, and, and finish your tournaments off and then come home. And so I flew across to Chicago, so 250 million people in America. I'm in Chicago and I decided to stay at the airport hotel, didn't have a lot of money, um, and I was so inspired by this movie that I actually taped the movie onto a Walkman. And so I used to listen to it for motivation. And so I'm staying at this little airport hotel. It's like a podcast. Yeah, exactly. Back then, yeah. And, um, and so I'm at this airport hotel, and I'm going to play um, going down and play some basketball with this, a friend I met at the hotel. And remember, 250 million people in America. I'm coming out of the toilets, and this girl came out with a Notre Dame jacket on. Now, I didn't know how many people had seen the movie Rudy. I didn't know, because Google and that wasn't back then. Sure. I didn't realize how big the movie Rudy was. She said, I said, have you seen a movie called Rudy? Now keep in mind, this is the fifth person I've met in America. Right. And she goes, well, Rudy Rudy, Rudica's brother is my teacher at my school. Incredible. I'm like, wow. So I went back to the hotel, made all these phone calls. Tim Rudica called me. I told him I watched Rudy and I want to meet him. And he said, I'm not too close by. I'll I'll catch up. I said, wherever you are, I'll be there. So I um, didn't have a lot of money, as I said, so I... Ran 11 miles out to the school where he was a teacher and um, told him my story. Got to speak to Rudy on the phone and then um, 12 months later, I went back to Notre Dame. I called Rudy from the stadium and uh, stole some grass from the stadium. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, and had lunch from in Las Vegas and it was just uh, one of those true, true moments in time that I reflect back on that's impacted me greatly that has reminded me that if you have a dream Anything's possible and, you know, uh, yep. doors open up. If you're ready for the right opportunity, it can come true. But you have to have the dream first, right? You've got to have the dream first and you've got to believe in it. If you don't believe in it, you can have a dream, but if you don't believe it, you won't achieve it. Sure. Um, and so I think I always believed it was going to happen. I didn't know how I was going to achieve it, but I knew that if I kept that belief going forward, the right connections and the right people would open up the um, the journey and... Uh, you know, to look back of how that actually unfolded, um, it almost could be a movie itself.
1: What are the plans moving forward, and what are you up to now, Tony? What's the focus?
0: Yeah, so obviously on a daily basis, with helping people achieve, it's it's a, it's a massive passion that we're going we're doing. But um, also on a flip side, there's a, an offshoot of Dream Believe Achieve, which is um, corporate speaking and getting out there and and really, I guess, uh, reminding society and people about breaking the stigma of disabilities, but also the empowerment of um, possibilities. Um, so, you know, I'm actually doing a bit of corporate speaking and getting out there and, um, I guess using the influence of what I've had with my tennis and my journey with helping people achieve and reminding companies and businesses and, and individuals out there that, you know, we all have a chance every day in life to make the best out of what we have. And if I've got the amazing workforce that I've got, um, I can use that influence and passion to really impact companies and individuals to become greater.
1: Absolutely, it must be so fulfilling what you're doing and to see people come from perhaps a position of unemployment and fe- feeling like they're not doing any contributing to society to going through your your system perhaps and taking mm. on some skills and then getting full-time employment even outside, does that happen? People move on to other yeah. businesses. Yeah, so
0: part of the whole passion of helping people achieve was to inspire change you know break down the stigma but at the same time we've got some amazing products so the the whole stigma of people with disabilities can't achieve things you know it's the it's the flip side of it's not true we can achieve anything um the products are fantastic um and when people do business with our company with HPA, it's more than business it's creating a relationship which is just not about the products it's about the people
1: yeah the community
0: the community and from that you know um, that's that's started to break down some really great things, and you know um, the byproduct of that is we sell great products. But it's the influence of who makes it and what we're doing as an individual company, which is a special thing. But
1: I'm, I can also see that you're inspiring a lot of people through leading by example. So that's a fantastic accomplishment in
0: itself. What you're doing is remarkable. Thank you, Charles. Yeah, I um, I, I feel honoured and very. Um, very lucky that I've got the, the platform that I have. I don't take it uh, lightly for one second and... Uh, I can you see know, that. I'm uh, excited to what's achieved, but also excited to what we can go forward with, um, you mean, know, doing things. I think Wayne and Nicole will be very
1: proud of you too. Yeah, and fantastic advice for everyone in business, really. It's universal that
0: people do face challenges and losses. Every day, you know, but if you turn it into a positive, you're one step closer to, you know, getting greater things, so. Absolutely.
1: I hope you enjoyed our chat and got some really great tips, both for business and for life. Don't forget to have a look at unsungbusinessheroes.com.au and check out all our videos on YouTube. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. All these stories are available in our second book, Unsung Business Heroes, which is available right now. And if you'd like to get a free notification every time there's a new Unsung Business Heroes episode, just hit the subscribe button. Unsung Business Heroes was presented by me, Charles Fairley, in collaboration with Podcast One Australia. For more episodes, go to podcastone.com.au, download the Podcast One app, or search for Unsung Business Heroes on iTunes.